Okay, now what I'd like to cover is the foundational arm bar of catch wrestling. It's called a top wrist lock, a double wrist lock. It can be done from a variety of positions. This is one of the holds that I can honestly say can occur in each and every match that you have. Certain locks in certain matches may not bring itself uh, into play, okay? There are locks that you, you need to learn and to store away for a rainy day. Uh, the double wrist lock and the top wrist lock, uh, this can be used in each and every fight. You will be surprised at how many different ways there are to enter into this. Now this, this hold has been used um, a lot in judo and jiu-jitsu circles. I'd like to begin by first showing you the mechanics of how we do it as compared to the mechanics of the jiu-jitsu way. I think you will find out with when you experiment on your own that catch wrestling way is far superior to any other way that's currently being done. And I'm going to show you the way uh, jiu-jitsu guys do it and judo guys. I'll do it from the cross chest position. Uh, generally, people just put their hand right near the wrist here, thumb on top, they come underneath, they key lock, and then they lift up, keeping, making sure that they keep the back of his hand on the ground. Okay. Problem with this is twofold. Number one, whenever you want to enact a lock, all right, we're dealing with the principle of a fulcrum and a lever here. I want you to imagine a pump. If a well pump has a very short handle on it, it's going to be next to impossible to crank it. The longer the arm of that handle is, the much easier it is to crank. So here's the first problem. Let's dissect this. By putting my hand here, I now, in essence, have a very short handle to work with. Okay. One of the key ways of making this more superior is to move the fulcrum out further towards his hand. That's key number one. The second thing is, by gripping with my thumb on top and keeping the palm of his hand flat, this is again putting his arm in, an, in a natural position. Okay? You can see Bruce is comfortably relaxing here. Uh, this is the way his arm would naturally fall. As I mentioned earlier, whenever you're attempting a submission hold, you want to make sure that you put the opponent in an unnatural position to begin with. The way we do that is by twisting his arm. Adding this twist puts tremendous strain on his elbow. I can transfer that strain also to the wrist. And I'm going to show you a real cool little experiment here. I want you all to try this. By grabbing here, keeping my elbow down, I'm keeping his palm flat, I want you to, to use your strength, Bruce, and I want you to straighten out your arm. Go. Wasn't hard for him to straighten his arm out at all. Now watch the way that we do it. We actually do use our thumb. We twist his wrist so his pinky is pointing up. This is an unnatural position. Do this, now straighten your arm. There's absolutely no way. Straighten your arm. I can hold it in this position with two fingers. What has happened now is I've taken all the strength away. There's absolutely no way that he's going to muscle out of this by straightening his arm. This gives me a tremendous, tremendous uh, advantage in leverage. Also now, what it allows me to do is, it allows me to attack this arm in several different ways. I can actually reach underneath and grab his thumb pad and attack. Now right there, before I can even get my arm to the ground, I'm getting a submission. Okay? If we can look at his forearm, turn slightly towards the camera here. I don't know if the camera will pick this up, but by twisting, 
this makes this very tense in here and it puts everything here under pressure. This is exactly what we want. We want him tense. A lot of pr pressure here on his elbow. It looks like the pressure's on his wrist, but it's going all the way down here. This is a very key point to keep in mind, okay? It makes countering this lock next to impossible. All right, so let me show you now another key difference. When they figure four like this, let's turn slightly, right, uh, right here. What happens is when you grip like this, if you notice, there's space here. There's space in between my arm, my hand, and his forearm. We need to make our locks, just like our pins, incredibly tight. So what I do is, I, instead of grabbing my own wrist, I take it up and I grab the palm of my hand. Now look, the space that's here is now eliminated. This is, this is crucial because this now allows me to switch, if I need be, to one arm wrist lock, or what it can do is it can allow me, depending on the movement that my opponent gets, to take this in a different direction, sorry, and get almost like a, a scissoring effect, a short arm scissor kind of hold, okay? Very important principles to remember. Now, when I apply the mechanics of the lock, sorry, See, this alone is, is causing him grief. This is, this is very important. Now, when I have this hold, I don't want to just muscle it with my arms, okay? That's, that's fine if I outweigh the guy or I'm much stronger than him. What I want to do is I want to utilize my whole body, okay? So what I do is I make sure that my elbow's down on the ground, and I don't place my elbow on the ground. I place my elbow on his jaw, and I break it down to the ground. Now his head is sandwiched in, and if he's very strong, I'll pull it in towards his ribs, take out all the slack, and I just twist my whole body. In reality, if you could excuse me one second, Bruce, let me just get where you're at. I don't, I don't want to demo on you right now. In reality, here's the position that I have, and the move is this. It's a snap. This is one of those holes that's considered a hook. Not a, not a submission, not a concession. Let me explain the difference. A hook is designed to cripple or break an opponent's limb. A submission is a pain hold or a hold that's gently applied, gives your opponent time to tap out. Uh, when you're doing this, it's for money marbles or chalk. It's the whole ball of wax. You get the hold on and you snap it with your whole body. It's not going to give the opponent time to counter because the extra one or two seconds can mean a big difference. That right there is the basic principles of the top wrist lock. We're going to cover them in final detail in a second. Okay, I'm going to go into how to manage my body most efficiently to make this hold uh, as inescapable as possible. Before that, I just, I just want to mention one thing that every, every move in, in hooking is designed to take you that much closer to the end, okay? Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Uh, use this submission. If done properly, fight's over. Match is over. You're going to break something. If not, flow with your opponent. Now, we got to spend some time on this lock because there's a lot of key things here. I cannot emphasize enough the importance of learning this hold from all positions. This lock here is equivalent to a right cross in boxing or a double leg takedown in standing wrestling. It's that important that you learn to do this hold. And I'm going to try to go over some reasons why the hold fails, okay? 
Number one is when once you have the, the hold on, you do not want the opponent to keep his elbow in the sky like this. He, he's got a lot of strength. You need to make sure that his elbow is down by using your head or whatever, whatever you can. I like to use my head to make sure it's down. And then again, I bring it in towards his wrist and then just twist. No problemo. Control his head. Keep your hips low. Stay off your knees. Keep your hips low. Continue to drive on your opponent. If I sense that he's trying to turn into me, that's when I can switch to this, switch to him over here. I just stick with it and I get it. It's just very, very easy to, to finish. What's the hard part is getting into the hold. And I'm going to show you a trick that's never been shown before on how to get into this arm bar from any position. The key to making it work, maybe we can turn you the other direction here, Thanks. is to control this spot on his elbow, this half dollar size circle on his elbow is the key. When we're on our feet, if he was to do a duck under, if we're tied up in a wrestling thing, the key is elbow control, elbow control. This is an underlying principle in grappling, okay? Once again, what works on the, on the feet, work, works on the ground. We need to control his elbow. This is the entrance, okay? What I don't want to see people doing is trying to muscle arm against arm. And it's not going to work. But if I can control his elbow here and use the, the old trick of misdirection, I'm going to get this guy. So in essence, what I like to do is, I wouldn't just muscle it straight down from this position. What I'd like to do is drive it towards his head. Make him think we're going that way. He's going to react. And as he's reacting, I would curve and deflect his energy and push the arm down. This is going to be something that you got to drill. Trust me, it'll be something so valuable to you that... Uh, you'll be surprised that you didn't think of it yourself. So here's a live, I'm going to give you a live demonstration here. I want Bruce to resist with basically all his energy. I'm going to show you how quickly and easily it is to get him into the finished position for the, uh, for the top wrist lock. So I'm here, ready? Yep. And there it is. All I did was drive this way, I felt his energy come back, and I just pushed it down. Notice that I started here when his arm was on his chest. I already had the, the pinky up. Pinky was already up. I just hooked it. I'm not using any grip strength. I'm using it as a hook here. That's it. Got it down to the ground and then solidified my hold. Very easy to do. But it's a very important principle that you must be aware of. When I start getting into other positions, like when I'm saddled up on him, I'll show you other ways of putting your whole body weight behind it, as I did there too, and you may not have seen that, but I drove with, I didn't have my elbow flared out, keeping it here and driving so I can use my whole body and then reshifting, making sure I have my good solid base, and that's all it takes. So that's a very neat entry into the top wrist lock from the cross chest position. Okay, properly applied, this lock can attack three different regions. It can attack his shoulder, it can attack his elbow, it can attack his wrist. 
If I want to, I can actually turn it also into a compression, kind of like a short arm scissor to the arm. We're not going to be uh, concerned with that right now. What I want to do is, excuse me a second. When I'm here and I'm fighting for the position, if his hand is already in this position, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to reach underneath and I'm going to grab the, the thumb pad and I'm going to twist. Notice how I'm twisting out. This here is putting pressure on his wrist, on his elbow, okay? I would then drive straight down to the ground, get my elbow in there. Now I got a wrist lock going here, okay? I'm going to cup. I'm sorry, Bruce. I'm going to cup and now I'm going to bring it in towards his ribs. Now as I'm turning up, I'm putting a shoulder lock. So now this guy's his arm is locked in three different positions. Here with the wrist, also the twisting is, is hurting the elbow as I'm levering up and I'm also ripping out his rotator cuff. Now, I can be extremely brutal and put my whole body weight into this. I don't need to. The key point here is I need to make sure that I'm pinching my elbows together. Now let's turn this way, please, Bruce. I don't want this elbow of mine this haphazardly out. I want it in. Notice I'm, and I'm squeezing my left together too. Now this is an incredibly tight lock. He's sandwiched in there and there's not really any place for him to go. Just a slight move like that uh, is going to hook this guy. And I'm using literally ounces of strength at that point. Imagine if I put most of my body weight into it. Um, we are going to have permanent crippling damage here. And that's why you have to use these holds with caution. Um, I feel that this is one of the most brutal hooks that there are, okay, because to rip out a tendon is going to take a long time to, to recover. So that is the mechanics of the top wrist lock. Okay, we're going to show you the uh, top wrist lock from the saddle position. Now, this, this move isn't as, uh, as easy as it, uh, it may, might appear. There's a little subtle thing here that's going on. Um, what you need to do is, again, utilize the principle of trapping on the inside elbow. Okay? I want to push down, cup his wrist. Now, what I do is I drive my whole chest down with him. Okay? I don't want this to be an arm thing where I'm using strength. Resist as hard as you can, boom. I want to put my whole body weight into it so I can make sure that I get that arm to the ground. Notice here on my right elbow, it's, it's up there on his jawline or on his neck. Not casual, not putting it down here and pulling it in. I'd like to start it here because it's very, very painful on the guy. Now I'm shifting my hips. Look at that. I'm putting the weight there. I grind it down. And there's the lock, okay? key point though, and I'd like Bruce to saddle up on me and put the top wrist lock on, and I'm going to show you why when people do this, uh, they're actually making themselves very vulnerable to a counter. I'm going to show you this right now if you don't mind saddling up. You can top me there. Let's uh, scoot down just a hit. Okay. If you notice, okay, hold on. If you notice, Bruce is parallel to me, okay? This is not a very good position for him to be in. His hips are squared to me. He's attempting to go ahead and put on the lock. Now watch what happens when he does it again. Go ahead. Very, very easy, extremely easy for me to bridge him off. Why? 
because he left his hips maintain perpendicular uh, inline hips. You have to shift to the side. Notice now, if we can, my right hip again is driving down towards the ground. My foot here is alive. It's not, it's not dead like this. It's live. And I'm driving and I'm twisting. And that's what's giving me my strength to make this hold work. Once I get this far, I should be able to finish this. No matter what he's doing, if he decides to like do a, an extreme bridge, I'll just forego the position, get cross chest, and finish him off. Once you got that far in the game, no reason to give it up, okay? Key thing again here was, I wasn't fighting to maintain this position. My whole goal was to submit the guy, and I submitted him. Perhaps if I would have fought to maintain that position, I may or may, not have, may or may not have gotten the hook. My ultimate priority is to get the hook. So once again, inside elbow control, keeping my elbows close to my body. If I flare my elbows out, I get weak. If my elbows get extended, I get weak. If I keep my elbows nice and tight, close to my body, in this position, I may be able to hold 300 pounds. The further I extend my arms, the weaker I become. It's a very key principle to remember. You want to unite your energy. Keep everything nice and tight, as close in to you as possible. Here, throw my whole body. Watch, drive my hip. The wrist is twisted. I grip. Keep my head low, and just pull in. If he's extremely strong, I just turn my body and use my whole body weight. And that's a little secret to getting the top wrist lock from the saddle position. Okay, now I'm going to show you at uh, dance tempo here how to get into the uh, top wrist lock from the saddle position. So this is very good. If I'm striking my opponent, he's going to get his arms up and I'm just going to explode into it. It's really quick. It's really easy. When you put your whole body weight behind, I don't care how strong he is, he's not going to be able to resist 225 pounds. He's not going to be able to resist 125 pounds from that position. It's very difficult. It's a very good hold. Okay, the head and arm position is, again, a very 